0: Hello, you've homed in on the Bearded Beacon. I'm Seal. I'm Chris. And hey, we're back with sort yeah, of we... our, yeah, with kind of our normally, uh, I wouldn't say scheduled, but our normal uh, normal programming format, if you will.
1: I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Sort of
0: random yet delicious. Random yet delicious. Yeah, we're actually recording together, so that's good.
1: That is excellent. I'm glad to be back with the digital, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> glad
0: to have you back. Yay. Yay so i guess to start off let's you know we the last thing we recorded together was a little bit from the dog is crying about stuff um the last thing we recorded together well, we were at O comic-con and i threw that interview up that that you did with jesse and i talked a little bit and gave my thoughts but what what was your what were your uh did you have any big takeaways from the omaha comic-con or anything you want to share any stories anything like that from your end
1: well the The biggest thing is that it was, I I felt like it was just the right size (laughs) because it was just small enough where you could like bounce from panel to panel and not miss much. And there was enough of variety in the panels so that like a creator could go there and get just as much as somebody that was just there for content. Mm -hmm. And I think I thought that was really cool. And you got to see a few stars and a few. Um, well they 're all stars, but a few authors and a few artists, and some are both and it was it was cool i mean yeah it 's just the way it is and uh, you were you were there with me and my children, so mm-hmm. my children dug it pretty good um Lucas, that second day he he liked it better that day, I think, so it wasn 't too overwhelming for him and for for me. The dealer room was sweet there are lots of cool local artists and local um well not quite so local podcasters but the big thing that was a surprise to me was that all the podcasters that were taking advantage and being the uh, MCs of all of these panels and they weren't taking over but they were they were just they were doing what they would do normally and talking to these people that they wanted to talk to and getting questions answered for the whole crowd and everybody and they were really good about making sure that those questions were not just self serving but right, good for the whole crowd
0: yeah that, they were they were really good, really good moderators all around,
1: yeah, that was like from the um I'm trying to remember some of the names one was the the worst comic podcast ever mhm those, those guys, guys were, those guys are great, yeah, and then um project nerd, yeah, yeah, those guys were good too, um and those were the two main ones that I remember, at least for the panels that I was at. Uh,
0: and, and you you went around and you bought some stuff and picked up a few picked up a few comics and got to talk to a few uh writers and artists who who'd you uh who'd you get to meet there
1: uh there's c w cook um he was pretty cool he wrote and well actually he was he was a, a, an artist that worked with the project nerd guys to do a comic um and that was no he was a writer sorry he was a writer that worked with uh Uh, Project Nerd, to publish a comic with some of the other guys there. And then um, there was the Wet Stain lady. She was awesome. She had the um, Hasty Pastry comic. And I am blanking on her actual name right now. But definitely, if you ever worked retail, you need to buy her Hasty Pastry comic and, (laughs) and read it because it'll make you laugh and it'll make you cry. And it's just... 100 percent accurate and then one of the writers uh, one of the creators for lumberjanes she was there and she was really nice too she she was joking and talking and having a good time i caught her eating um birthday oreos so she she offered me a birthday oreo and i was like oh that's okay but thank you um
0: man you turned down a free oreo
1: where was i i'd been like dude pass that over give me an oreo and then we got uh Tank Monkey Studios, they were over there. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was just a great little thing, a hometown feel to it. It's bigger than some of the cons that I've personally worked, like, uh, vended at. And a lot smaller than the big ones that I've been to, so... I don't know. What did you feel about the size of the car? Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think it was, you know, it's kind of just about the right size for what it was. Um, you know, it was big enough. It was big enough that there was stuff going on all the time and there was something to do all the time. And the, the vendor room was big enough that you didn't, you know, you didn't just see it in five minutes. You know, you could spend time in there. And because and we went through it, what, how many times? Four or five times? And it seemed like we saw. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it seemed like we saw something new each time, which was cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that tells you that there was a lot of stuff there to see. And then, you know, there was like, you know, there are those panels going on all the time, uh, Saturday, especially. Because so, yeah. I, I know, I know for me, I was like going one right after the other all day long, you know, and y'all would y'all were going here and there. And then I would run. But I'm going to this one. I'm going to this one. I'm going to this one. So that was for me, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. It's definitely definitely a good con. I'd love to go back. You were talking about you think you might actually. You might actually go as a vendor next year. Still thinking about that?
1: I am considering that. I think that that would be fun, and that would be my first big, well, larger con. To well, let's let's give it a size. Okay, I do my small cons, and I would say this is probably a large con, and then like Comic Palooza would be a I don't know a gigantic con. Yeah. Uh, a for me, that would yeah. be a gigantic, Well, let's say San Diego would probably be the gigantic con, and then well, that's the
0: biggest there is,
1: really. Yeah, I mean, that's, and then
0: then we got the that's like, twice the size of Comic Palooza. Yeah, so yeah,
1: so somewhere in there, so yeah, it would be a larger one of the large cons. Yeah, that I would be considering. So cool, that would be fun, and just getting to meet that many more people and everybody. There was a lot of cosplay. I mean, yeah, there was for a, a, a lot for that size per capita i think it was it had to be close to a record because it was awesome so
0: yeah i mean it was it was it seemed like um at one point there on the on that saturday and and even some degree on sunday i mean it seemed like it was pushing almost 1 in 10 people yeah at least it was a lot so
1: that was that was really neat mm-hmm. and the spirit of all the people that were there I mean, there was like the, that one guy that broke out in song. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, like singing "Fan of the Opera" to Spider Man or somebody, and it was just incredible. It was awesome, just the spirit of the crowd and everything. So there was happiness being made, and people were accepting it. So
0: there was. Everybody was happy, happy to be there, having a good time. So yeah, it was. It was a very, it was a very, um, I guess, welcoming feel to the whole thing, really. So, lots of kindred spirits and whatnot.
1: Mhm. I would definitely agree and I definitely plan on going back. So.
0: Yeah, if Let's I can make so it, if I can time. make it next year, I definitely will. Ugh. So, the you big elephant, begin. the big elephant in the room. Are we going to are we going to count how many times we say so? So, well, so. I don't know. I might just try and cut all those times out. Okay. I don't know. Then again, I may not cuz uh-huh. I don't feel like editing all that much. Yeah, I don't think you should. I don't think I should either.
1: But I think we should stop now.
0: We should probably stop now. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room that is Jessica Jones. It is. I know, because that was, that was the whole impetus or whatnot of getting this podcast started was we were going to talk about this show. We were so excited about it, and we were, still are. Yeah. And we did a pretty good job there. I mean, we got seven episodes that we broke down pretty good, I felt like. But, you know, things are moving on. There's new things to talk about. But we don't want to just, you know, leave it hanging. Um, we need to talk about the rest of the season. So what we're going to do is, Chris and I talked about this uh, beforehand, we're going to try and break down the back half of the season. So you've got episodes eight through 13 and just give our thoughts and, and whatnot on that. And since you're a little a little fresher, you finished watching it well after I did. Just a, You finished just a few weeks ago, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, because I, I cheated and I binged and ended up watching the whole thing. Like I think maybe by the... We recorded maybe the third episode, and I was like, "I'm already done." <laughs> <laughs> so I went on a little bit of a bender there, but uh, I've gone back and watched a little bit, rewatched a little bit, and went back and actually rewatched episode eight right before uh, right before uh, Oh, oh, oh Comic Con, and I'll probably end up going back and watching the rest of them just because just because you know you're watching stuff and it's like, oh, I didn't remember that. Oh yeah, that was awesome. But since you're a little bit more caught up, it's a little fresher in your mind. What are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? What do you want to talk about? Where do you want to take this conversation for the back half of season one of Jessica Jones?
1: Well, you see, well, about the time we stopped, she's at the lowest point. I would say she, that's pretty much the lowest point, that episode. Yeah. And then... Definitely gets, rock bottom there. Yeah, caught up with them and caught up with um, uh, Kilgrave and goes, moves in with them and everything. And... She's messed up. Yeah, and it starts fleshing out like that she really is trying to help Gilgrave get better versus just trying to kill him. Yeah, I thought that was interesting
0: because yeah. there's a point. You know, it's watching ep- episode eight just because it's stand. You know, obviously that's the last thing I remember watching, but you see like you know you, you see that it's not fear anymore she's not afraid of him in the first half of that episode she hates him and right. then by the and then there's that turning point and she feels like she pities him and it's like well maybe i can use this guy and
1: you know for good and yeah they and she go. actually does she takes him and saves a couple people mm-hmm. and Kilgrave plays it off as oh yeah that's great this is good and by the end of it's either that episode or the next episode he Runs an old lady up to some people with a bomb and
0: that's oh, the end of that episode. Oh uh, it is. That's yeah. how episode eight ends is yeah. is the, the nosy the nosy next door neighbor. Yeah. She yeah.
1: runs up and says, Hey, this is for you. What is it? A bomb. Yep. Boom. So
0: Yeah, she runs up to Supercop and his crew and Kilgrave wanted me to give you this. Boom.
1: Mm-hmm
0: which was oh my goodness yeah and that was the first time i I love that that bit where she's carrying she throws him over her shoulder she's carrying him out and she's looking for the gap in the trees yeah and then when she finally does jump and you know it's like where's she gonna jump to and then one of the guys is like did she just fly away Mm -hmm. so they they do i mean the whole time they've hinted that what's like you know obviously she maybe she can maybe she can't fly but she can certainly jump very far but That was the first time, I think. That was the first real nod, I think, to, okay, she can actually fly, probably. Right. So hopefully we'll get to see that in season two, or we'll get to see that in The Defenders. That would be cool. Yes. I definitely want to see more of her powers fleshed out and what she is and isn't capable of.
1: And it seems like with the way that they're presenting the shows on Netflix, the power levels are rising Mm -hmm. as we're going along. So you got Daredevil who as powerful as he is, he was kinda getting beat up and everything and he's always beat up and bleeding. And then now and you I, got
0: now he's got that armor.
1: Yeah. And now you got Jessica Jones and she's she gets beats up beat up a little bit, but she does more beating than she does getting getting beat up. Yeah. And then we're gonna have Luke Cage. And he's gonna not get hurt.
0: Did you see the? Uh, did you see the trailer? Yeah, I'm gonna love that series. Oh yeah, I'm so excited.
1: I'm interested to see like, well, I know that they've done music for each episode, and I'm, I'm really hoping uh, It sounds really cool. So. Yeah.
0: Now is that Wu Tang Clan in the background? That,
1: that is that? Am I right on that? I believe so, but I'm not totally positive. It, it sounds
0: like it. Yeah. If not, it definitely has that sound, that that old school sound. So that was cool. Yeah. And then, of course, did you see the little, did you see the Iron Fist teaser?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was too much of a teaser, not enough information, but it looks good. It That's looks- okay. I mean, they haven't, I mean, they
0: barely just started shooting that. So yeah. I'm, I'm impressed that they, it's neat that they were able to get anything, that they were able to get something out at all. Yeah. yeah. They, they just started shooting that just recently, but yeah, I'm excited to see where all this goes. I mean, it. Um, I know the the main subject was obviously we wanted to finish talking about Jessica, but. It's just I get so excited about how all this stuff ties in together, you know? Yep.
1: It is cool. It's very cool.
0: It's a lot of fun. They've created a, a neat little universe there. And I like how they've I mean, just and even just on the Netflix side, just, you know, obviously with Marvel, what's what I love and I've said this before about how it's all connected, but you know, they've just taken just this little world, just this little slice of of New York City and and created a whole intricate world just there, which is really cool. So I'm I'm getting Getting very excited. Luke Cage is going to be a lot of fun. In Daredevil, we're getting a season three. Yep. But at this point, I'm really getting excited for the Defenders.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting version on TV. I mean, and an approach to television in a, in a different way. Yeah. So I, I'm going to like it. I'm already sure. So.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, they've it's you know it's, they've got our money so to
1: speak. Exactly. And yeah, that they so Kilgrave gets shoved in his fish tank, right?
0: Yeah, Sin Bin. That's the next episode where they shove him in that. They shove him in that hermetically sealed room where his pheromones can't get out.
1: Yeah, and then they figure out that he had his parents.
0: And they play that. They play that video of his parents over and
1: over again. Yeah, they love. He loves that. He, I think that's his favorite new show.
0: Oh man, they're that was just they're straight up torturing that guy. Hmm. I mean, not that he didn't have a company, but still, that was that was pretty harsh. Yeah. Because we find out his parents are just complete monsters. Yeah. They created him so to speak.
1: Yeah. I think they started off on the right idea of trying to help him and then it just went south from there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is it that? Yeah,
0: oh, and it. at that point he's kind of beyond help. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be helped, you know. It's it, he he is what he's he is what he is at that point.
1: Yeah. It continually shows that even without his powers, he's completely and utterly not a good person. So.
0: No. No, he's he's a bad dude. I mean, mm-hmm. he's you know, you can debate nature versus nurture all you want, but the fact of the matter is, take away the why, it doesn't really matter. He's a bad guy. Exactly. And he's a petulant child and all those other things which make, you know, which make the fact that he's a bad guy even worse because, you know, he, he's, he has no filter. He has no limit. Is that, you know, just fast forwarding, you know, kind of jumping to the end, his end game was crazy. And he had all those people on the docks. Oh, yeah. And he had Trish and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, man. That was, although that was clever, what they did when they went after him initially with the headphones, cranking up the, That Trish had the headphones on, had the metal music cranked up. Yeah. And it worked until the headphones got broken. Yep,
1: yeah, it did. Yeah. And then I like how they wrote in all of the, like, all the bad people were just drawn even more to Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you got Hogarth, she's not exactly the best person in the whole world. No, no. And she, she's not without reproach, definitely. Got Simpson coming after him. It's like a rabid dog. Yeah. And that was that was, that was was cool. And yeah, he just, <laughs> no remorse on Will Simpson. So, yeah. No. Yeah.
0: And we actually did get to see, literally, the purple man when they shot him full of all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And he actually turned purple. I thought that was, okay, this is, you know, because it, it would have been real easy for that scene to go over the top and go, oh, the show just cheesed out. But it didn't. They pulled it back just enough. Yeah. But they they gave that nod. I thought that was kind of kind of neat because you know, it's obviously to root it more in reality, it's like, well, we'll just put him in purple suits and things like that. Yeah. The fact that the the serum was purple and they jammed him full of it, and it's like ah, that's a nice little nod. That's fun. That made it a little more. I thought I felt like the back half of the season was was a little more comic booky than the front half.
1: Yeah, I thought it was funny though because like the visuals for the first half of the movie, or first half of the season were more comic booky. But yeah. Then once. About halfway through the season, they stopped doing a lot of those little quirky tricks. And I don't know if they were like, okay, we've done enough of this. We need to. Yeah, the,
0: the screen direction definitely settled down. Yeah. But the subject matter, it was, yeah, it's, it's like the inverse. It's like the subject matter is more is more realistic in the front half, but the visuals are crazier. And in the back end, the subject matter is just off the wall and the visuals are more settled. But I think it, it, I think it worked to the show's advantage, though. I do too. It made that front half more visually interesting and more engaging than maybe it would have been otherwise. And then the back half it reined it in enough that it wasn't so over the top and crazy and and I think might have turned some people off. Or it would have been easy to get turned off or easy to say, Oh, they're just you know, now it's a silly comic book show. It never it never got there. It it kind of stayed I guess in in a funny way true to itself through the whole thing. Right. What would you think of what do you think of Jessica killing him in the
1: end? It was perfect. I mean, they they had all the buildup and everything and then like Oh, and I, by the way, spoilers. Oh yeah, major spoilers. Yeah. If you don't
0: if you don't it, sorry.
1: It, it's people, been a while. People ain't been, know
0: that by now.
1: I mean, come on. And like but it's like I think by that point everybody was like, okay, just just kill him. Just get it over with. And then I don't think anybody would expect her to just kill him. I mean, get up close, say, hey, yeah, I'll oh, with you, snap. That was it. Like, okay. It was almost
0: anticlimactic in a way. Yeah. And on the one hand, it was satisfying. It was a satisfying ending and definitely poetic justice. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it happened the way it happened so fast and almost in a, and it happened almost in a lull. I mean, and there was a, it happened in a lull in the action, so to speak. Right. Because you had that huge fight scene right before, and then it stops, and then they've got their banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it kind of calms down and she's like, all right, fine, I'll go with you and then whack.
1: And then she goes turns herself in. Yeah. But then they let her off because of the jury. So yep, very that was pretty sweet, I guess the way that worked. So but she wasn't a, exactly happy that she got off. So yeah, I don't know. No, no. well,
0: I mean you know she's even through all this, she's you know she even though she's hit that rock bottom and she's turned those corners and we talked about that earlier on. You know, there's, there's certain stones she's overturned and, and corners she's turned and whatnot. But I think she's still there. There, I think there's still quite a bit of self-loathing on her part that, oh, she's, yeah. that she still has to get over.
1: I would agree with you on that because it's more like, why, why did I let this happen to me? Yeah, even though she knows she couldn't, have, could, she couldn't have controlled it. So yeah, it's
0: like still there's something I could have done. Well, no, you me it's easy from the outside looking in. Well, no, you really couldn't. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it'd be mean, interesting to see where they go with her character from there and. And how you know we know in the how or if I mean that obviously in the, in the comic books the relationship with her and Luke Cage is one way, but you know they could they could string us out in the in the TV world and strain that relationship a little bit more. But we'll see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see how that reconciliation fully comes about, or if it does. I expect
1: it to. But yeah, it's just, I'm sure that something will come out because that's the direction that it was all headed. Yeah, before and they she killed him.
0: Yeah, and and so they, thematically, you know, they've they've stayed. In certain thematic, from a, from that kind of standpoint, they've stayed pretty true to the comic books in, in certain ways, and I think they will in that too.
1: Well, there's definitely going to be something to bring them together. So yeah, and I know well, that, yeah, we know the
0: four are going to get brought together. So
1: yay! And I wonder how together they'll actually be. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm just wondering how that'll work. So if it'll be like go team defender, or if it'll be like okay, you're fighting there, so I'm going to come help because I'm not sure if you're the bad guy or the good guy and how much trust is going to be in that series. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Well, we've got time. To build it up because I'm, sure, you know, they can, of course, you know, they they could. I'm sure there'll be some setup in in the Luke Cage series, and I'm sure there'll be some setup in Iron Fist. I, there has to be. So I think it's safe to say by the time we hit Defenders that there'll there'll be some kind of established relationship between the four of them.
1: Well, so far they have somebody to draw them together. Mm-hmm. Claire Temple, Rosario yep. Dawson. Yep. So.
0: Well, and Jerry Hogarth too.
1: Was she in Daredevil? Uh,
0: She's in the back. not she? Doesn't she make an appearance? She show up in the back half of the second season. I might. Or there's have... there's mention of her. I think. Okay. And then in the and then in the comics, doesn't she end up at some point representing uh, Danny Rand?
1: I do not know. I yeah. think that yeah. So we'll see. It would seem appropriate since he is a trust fund child. Yeah. So. And so she, I, I think not, there's a tie I in there.
0: The firm or whatever. So. Yeah, I think there's. I think that's where the where there will be a big tie in. Okay. And I believe her deal. Um. Carrie Ann Moss's deal, I believe, has her um is structured so that she'll she's supposed to appear across several of the shows. Okay. Yeah.
1: I haven't done that much research into it, so yeah. so we'll see.
0: It's all going to be fun. A lot of speculation on our part right now, but hey, September, we get Luke Cage and I'm I'm excited about that and for now that's enough.
1: So what would, what would your be your final synopsis of the entire season? Mm synopsis or
0: opinion or I mean, the synopsis is it's it would, a, a synopsis would be complicated yeah um i don't know if i could boil it down on the off the fly really quick like that do you have that question thought out I, mean, I, I could i could break it down but I'd, I'd spend the next 10 or 15 minutes doing it but it sounds like you have an answer for that already
1: i might you might oh my god well share yours so so this little kid he he, he had these powers and he made his parents do things and they <laughs> tried to make him stop and he grew up and then he took a companion on accident that happened to have superpowers. And then she, um, he made her do things that she didn't like. And then so they had a falling out. And then he searched for a long time to find her and he, she was searching to find him. And then um, they uh, got back together uh, for a brief time and then only to find out that they really did hate each other. And um, actually, it was only a one-sided hate. And then after the one-sided hate, uh, she decided just to snap his neck.
0: (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit
1: like a Doctor Who episode. How
0: could I possibly top that? I I don't know. I'm not even going to try. That was my third grade uh, book report. That that was your uh, third grade book report. Nice. Oh, yeah. I remember you mentioned that you were like, oh, I wrote a third grade book report about this. (laughs) And you did. Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. It was fantastic. That was, that's the kind of gripping deep analysis that people come to this podcast for. (laughs) I imagine so. And if not, you're in the wrong place.
1: Mm.
0: Or if you did come here for gripping detailed analysis, perhaps that's why you're in the wrong place. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Or if you actually thought that was gripping and analyzing, then maybe you need help. But yeah, probably. Okay.
0: That's okay. It's all right. We're all in this together, people. That's right. So, well, that's what we think of Jessica Jones. I think overall, I liked it. I liked it too. In fact, I loved it. I mean, I, if I'm honest, I, I really, I loved it. And having watched the whole thing so long ago and then going back and starting to, to rewatch this this back half, it, it took a few minutes getting into, the, getting into episode eight. And then I don't know, maybe ten minutes or so in, I was like, "Oh yeah, I really did love this show." <laughs> so it's definitely, a, definitely a rewatchable. I would agree. yep. I think there's tons of stuff that we missed, so that may happen. Leading up to, leading up to Luke Cage. Yeah. Which we will talk about. I don't think we're gonna do an episode by episode breakdown. No, probably not. Just too much, too much stuff out there. Too much going on, mm-hmm. and we're trying to, kind of the direction we're talking about taking the show is um is uh, finding some more off the beaten path things and finding some more independent style stuff to really focus on. I think we will talk about the big stuff though because we can't not because we both love this stuff too much right. but I think as far as dedicating you know weeks and months and you know hour long episodes to breaking down one episode of a show, I, I don't know that that's gonna happen terribly often anymore.
1: Not unless it's something that strikes a, a really hard tone with us, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some, I mean,
0: these things that really stand out. If we get off on a tear, then that's fine. But we do want to try and find some other stuff, you know, to to talk about. Because there's so much talent out there. So it, it for lack of a better word, for lack of a better term, independent talent out there. Be it uh, literature, visual arts, film, all that stuff. There's so much out there to find, to share, and to talk about that. You know, maybe doesn't get a lot of run. That's like, well, why not go find that? And you being an independent creator yourself i'm sure can appreciate that i would definitely appreciate that so yeah. how's that comic book coming how's that comic? <laughs> you've you been working on that uh, you've been, you been working on that uh, little comic book lately there buddy huh? i have huh? been working on it you have yeah well, how I, about that i've even published a
1: zine you have yeah i've seen it it's true it exists mm-hmm. and i'm gonna start doling that out soon so excellent that should be good so how are people going to be able to get a hold of that Currently, it'll probably be popping up on my Facebook feed, and that's where you'll be actually be able to see the entire page. Okay, but you'll get to see glimpses on my um, Instagram as well. Cool. And I'll probably put links on our new Facebook page, as well as links to our um, uh, our podcasts. Excellent, and maybe hints of what we're going to talk about in the future, uh, since we are going to be talking about more. I know of two, at least two literary things that we're going to be working on.
0: Yes, and they're uh, not comic books. It's literature, and it's not comic books. How about that?
1: No, we're going to put our high school, no, junior high education it's to the test work. to see if we can read these yeah. two two creations. Definitely, and we'll put hints on our Facebook as to what those are, so that you can follow along and maybe yep. pick up these hard, hard worked on. Yes. Things. A lot of
0: work goes into this stuff. Um, we're looking at a, a fiction piece and a nonfiction piece. That's right. I've actually tweeted out a link um, on uh, on Mark's book. Uh, I did okay. that a couple of weeks ago, but we need to put that up on the Facebook page. Cool. So go buy it. Support this guy. He's uh, uh, messaging back and forth. We're gonna we're gonna have uh, we're gonna get the hopefully both of the authors on. Uh, Mark for sure. who wrote the fiction piece. Uh, it's called Ember: Birth of a Revolution by Mark Moore. Go check it out. Uh, it's a short book. It's a quick read. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool though. He's he's um, it's a good he's a good writer. I mean, this is his first book, first published thing. But he, this is a guy that's been writing all his life. So this is one of the things that he really enjoyed. Doing growing up, uh, writing, telling stories, that kind of thing. So it's it's a fun little read. So definitely, definitely check it out. We'll have the link up on the Facebook page. If you want to dig back through our Twitter feed, you can do that. But Chris will get it up on the Facebook page. That make it that make it a little. It's a little easier to find uh, that way than having to
1: dig back through our Twitter feed. And the uh, other piece of literature that we're going to be looking at, the nonfiction one, is called "Leveling the Playing Field," and um, that's by Rod Share. And it's basically about the um the history of technology and how it's affected us like all the way from like fire to now with our constantly being on some sort of technology so and everything that's happened along that that, those lines so should be fun and it's looking forward to that one people techie and non-techie alike have been really picking it up and enjoying it so i'm excited to pick it up and read it so
0: as am i very cool. So there's two episodes that you people know you're going to be getting. And I've mentioned before, um, Chris, I don't know if you heard the segment that I recorded in front of the Comic-Con interview, but I talked about we'll probably go to probably about an every three week release for the show for this foreseeable future. Um, you know, more often if we really get on a roll and and things come up and then we'll have special episodes and that kind of thing, which I released one yesterday, actually. So, our very first special episode. Just because I
1: had a recording and I said, why not? We'll throw it out there. Maybe I'll do a solo one here until I'm time to, so You we'll... should.
0: But you got that fancy new microphone.
1: I know I'm going to have to keep using it and practicing and learning how to use my my voice yes. instead of my hands.
0: Yes, that's right. I mean, we could make this a video podcast and you could use your hands, but that's nah, more work for me. So, no. Okay. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... That's about all we have new yeah, this week.
1: I think you're right. Um, Showing our new direction. Yeah, new direction. Tied up our old old stuff. Tied up some
0: loose ends. Yeah. And we we're proving that, uh, we're reproved that, hey, we didn't really go anywhere. We're still here. Yes. It's just, it's not going to be the weekly thing, well, obviously, that we strive for at the very beginning, and so we'll be, about every three weeks, we'll be out with a new episode, and that's what we're shooting for, so depending you know so it'll be once or twice a month depending on how the calendar shakes out for a given month so i believe uh we'll be getting mark on the show recording with him um probably in about 10 days or two weeks from now and so we'll have that ready to release uh about three weeks after you're hearing this so today's what august 1st i'll probably put this out tomorrow on the 2nd so in about three weeks we should be back with another episode of something, even if it's just me or Chris rambling on about something.
1: I'm hoping that we'll we'll get Ember up here yes, that, yeah. I've been reading. It. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So yeah,
0: I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to that conversation. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, cool. You have anything else? Uh, I don't think I do. Okay, I think I'm good too. So there you have it, y'all. We're we're back, and we'll be coming back again and again to entertain and or annoy you. So. I guess. Until next time, I've been Seal.
1: I've been Harry Potter.
0: And you take it easy and listen for the beacon.